Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Jeremiah. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a different podcast set up this week. We're not going to have a normal uh, standard like web droppings, headlines, all that kind of stuff podcast uh, because unfortunately Scott just called a little while ago. He's not doing so well. Uh, he was just absolutely pummeled um, by a goblin. He was just raped to just blitherings. I mean... His asshole is just tore apart by these rapey goblins. If any of you recall, we had a, a story last week, actually, about these rapey goblins. And I guess even though Scott was the one that brought these to the table, he didn't really take it serious enough because he went out and he bought these seeds in the back of, like, a goblin magazine, um, Goblin Fancy, I believe it was. But he bought some goblin seeds and got them all planted and conjured or whatever it is you do with goblins. And sure enough, he got one of the rapey ones. I mean, I guess it's there's a chance of it. But it's he thought it was slim enough where he could probably get away with just normal old goblins and shit. Unfortunately, all of the goblins he conjured or planted or whatever uh, over rapey, and they gang raped him. So he is not doing very well. He's he's doing better. Um, I did talk to him just before I uh, recorded this, make sure he was going to be okay for next week. He said, absolutely, we're going to do a normal podcast, uh, rape or no rape. So get well soon, Scott. Um we're going to leave you actually with an interview with Bill Zabub that we recorded, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Uh, so I'll just let Scott from the past take it away. Take it away, Scott. All right. Uh, on this week's Lost and Own podcast, uh, we have a very special guest. We are interviewing Bill Zabub, a world-renowned actor, writer, producer, director, radio personality. Um, you can name it. He's done it. Uh, welcome to the show, Bill. Thank you. You forgot to put in parentheses, he sucks at all of the above. <laughs> World-renowned. Yes. That, <laughs> that was the renowned part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm known for being bad at whatever I do. Uh, okay. Or should I say evil at whatever I do? Hey, that's a much better way to put it. Oh, yeah, you have to put a spin on things. Actually, I forgot to say publisher as well, and I, uh, I hear the grimoire is actually quite the publication. It was at one time. I'm actually going to make a movie called Fanzine Editor because when people have asked me about some of the things that have happened when it was at its high point, uh, they laughed so hard. And at first I was thinking this would make a great comedy, but then I was thinking that that's an era that has been lost. Uh, people today can very happily publish blogs. Well, I don't know if publish is a word on the internet, but they can get the word out very easily. And back when it was a struggle, although you know it was much harder to get things done, there was a certain, I guess, romanticism to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and and just the way people communicated, um, you know, tapes were made in real time. Even if you burned a CD, that that took a little. Well, let's 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 not talk about the CDs because that's that's getting further ahead in, in the era. Um, by the way, I must warn you that I speak in a very fragmented way. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's but, you know, I, I don't have attention deficit, but, but, but uh, I just wanted to say that uh, it was a really nice period when um, people in metal specifically uh, communicated through letters, actual handwritten letters, and it was a courtesy when you wrote a letter to put in flyers for, uh, from other people, and that was our network before the inter-network and uh, no, I, I think it would be nice to have a movie that, um, I guess, showed what was once before. No, I you know, like what that. Came before. I like that. Yeah. It actually uh, feels a lot like the uh, indie, what is it, the indie film you made, Indie Director? Yes, did you see that or did you just hear about it? Uh, I watched the trailer. I haven't seen it yet. It's one of your uh, newer films and I'm trying to look at your, I'm actually looking at a list of your films right now. The, <laughs> the, the newest one I've seen was uh, Jesus the Total Douchebag. Um, no, that, that one predates Indie Director, yeah, but it I, does. Think it, I think it's uh, on their mind because the singer from Gore died, uh, yep. and he, he played Satan in the movie, so... I think the... Uh, I, I to oh, sorry. I told, my, I told my distributor not to mention 
the singer of Gore at all. Because uh, it's one of the things I like about musical video distributors or MVD Visual that they actually listen to it and they're not, you know, just money hungry and you know they actually show respect. So anybody else would have just totally, you know, made a new cover featuring the dead guy from the band. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, no taste. Yeah. Yeah, I just actually saw Guar. Uh, what was it? Six months before he died. It was really uh, kind of weird to know that that was probably the last show I'm ever going to see. Now, you know. Yeah. Although I did read online that uh, Guar's getting back together and trying to redo the band. I'm not really sure how I feel about that though. When I was talking to Dave Brocky, I think that Guar is actually a corporation or an LLC, so it's not you know, a band that you and I would have where, you know, we just get together with our friends or maybe people we hate but who are good musicians. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's actually an entity that exists outside of any one member. Oh, uh, okay. I think, okay. but I'm not sure. So that that explains it. It's not, it's not that, you know, there's any kind of funny business going on. It's business going on. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, to step back a little bit, um, the reason why we uh, we became so fascinated with you is Jared and I, we both watched uh, Ant Farm Dickhole together about well, <laughs> three three years ago. It make it seem like we like we watched it just you and me we curled were, up. We like... were pantsless. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't yeah. try to just, soften sounded, the blow. It, it sounded romantic, like a nice <laughs> like romantic movie. Yeah, no, but it, uh, it was... We watched it actually with a group of uh, some other folks, and it uh, blew my mind anyway. Oh, yeah, I fucking loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Most people actually hate it. Well, most people <laughs> hate everything that I do, but that movie, um, it's either love it or hate it. There's no middle ground. And I, I just got interviewed by some people from California who said that it was unwatchable and they described everything I do as hard to watch. And I, I wonder why they actually interviewed me. I haven't heard their podcast, but I'm pretty sure that after I hung up, they ridiculed me. Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. So I, I, you're probably going to do the same thing, but I don't care. <laughs> no, I, no, I, we, we, uh, we, it's the other way around with us. We are real. We really appreciate what you do because uh, we. I mean, I, I grew up loving that kind of stuff anyway. So um, we've made yeah. our own short films and stuff. Remember yeah. back in high school, we made a movie called Scissors from we, Hell. We, I've re we've rewritten <laughs> that like six times, and I actually had the names and plots for the seven sequels before we actually had written the script for the first one. So yeah. <laughs> it was so it was right along the same line. So we really have a, a soft spot for for this kind of uh, this kind of movie. Yeah, micro budget horror i just love it it's something yeah. that anyone can do i mean and the better you do it the more distribution you get the more hands it gets into and the more eyes that see it and i just yeah. love that uh, i did want to bring back gore in, into the ant farm dick hole sure uh dave brocky was dating bianca i don't want to say her last name but she's actually an artist herself and she sculpted the penis for ant farm dick hole and Dave Rocky told me he was a magnificent specimen. But <laughs> as talented as she was as a sculptor, she could not figure out how to mail it to me. And sometimes when I make a movie, it has a deadline. It has to be completed by a certain day or else forget it. And I couldn't use her sculpted penis. I had to make one. And I couldn't bring myself to buy a penis in a porn shop i tried looking at pictures of dicks on the internet <laughs> and and then i just decided to make it totally unrealistic <laughs> because the, the whole movie is unrealistic the ants don't move the camera moves but the ants don't right, move exactly and and most people can't stand it they think that i'm unaware of the flaws of the movie Whereas people like you embrace the flaws of the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's, what, it's what makes it good, honestly. It's, yeah. I just loved it. Uh, the, did you like the puns or, or did they aggravate you? The puns? Oh, I like the puns. What was that? Uh, uh, the disease? The diseases? Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I, pun, puns are some of my like favorite type of humor anyway. So I'm, I'm always gonna, I'm gonna be a sucker for the puns anyway. Yeah, I think there were a couple of great ones. That were, like something was antiquated. Yeah, because and... <laughs> I know, like, because I, I, we know it's deliberate. Like that's the the intention. So there's like a little bit of genius in making something sound so like juvenile at the same time. I, I've, I've always, I always love that, like finding a good opportunity for a really bad pun because I know in my head I probably went 
way deeper than a lot of comedians would go finding like a really hilarious clever joke because I just had to go a couple extra steps to make clever into stupid back to clever again. So You mean like back on that uh, Juggalo episode we did where I was trying to compare someone getting raped to someone getting their arm cut off and there was no comparison at all, but the yeah. pun kind of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, the pun, the pun <laughs> makes it, yeah. Yeah, have you ever actually listened to our show before this interview? I try not to listen to podcasts or anything else because I myself have a radio show. When I had a magazine, I, I tried not to read any other mag just so I wouldn't accidentally be influenced. Oh, it's actually a I know call, it sounds yeah. bad. It, I know it sounds like a, a bad thing to say, but I also really don't have time to do things. Uh, I, I consider free time movie time for me where I, I, I just saw Under the Skin. And I'm glad that I didn't know what the movie was about. Uh, have you seen it? No. No. Um, that's right. the well, I, new I, I won't one, say right? what it was about. Yeah, it, it's Scarlett Johansson's in it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. at first I thought it was a David Lynch ripoff. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. At risk of telling you anything about the movie, don't read the synopsis for it. Don't I, read I've heard very anything. little. Yeah, I've heard that uh, there's actually a retarded actor in the movie. And people were kind of flipping out because it was a real no. retarded guy. I don't know. No, he's disfigured. He's got a... Oh, uh, disfigured, yeah. I hate people. I really hate people. T today I was just watching uh, an interview with uh, a scientist, well, not a scientist, a doctor whose last name is Ramachandran, although he is a scientist because he performs experiments. But uh, he basically made a comment when asked what makes humans different from other animals, uh, and he said something about, you know, humans are the one, only ones who laugh. And then someone commented on YouTube that almost everything the guy said was wrong. For instance, animals are not the only creatures on Earth who can laugh. And I wanted to pick up the phone, call him, and have my fist go through the receiver to, to his <laughs> face like in a cartoon. And I just wrote, you know, YouTube really should have an imbecile button. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? And, and, and I, I wrote... Oh, I hope your dog didn't laugh at that. Yeah. Or just because something's called a laughing hyena doesn't mean it actually laughs. I know. The animals have a completely different cognition. That was the whole interview, and this jackass, this laughing jackass, I'm sorry, this interview's about me. <laughs> we can, we can, I just remembered it's about me. Oh, no, we, we're having we can, fun. Yeah, that's we, all we can that go matters. Into, we can bash on YouTube trolls all we want, man. I mean, that's fine. We can spend the next 10 minutes doing that. That's good. Yeah, we're having fun. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, here. that's that's really that's really what we want you on the on the podcast for anyway, because we figured you'd be a pretty fun interview. So no, I did have. May, a, I did have. May a, I ask you before oh, you sure. you get yeah. to that? Yeah. How did you get Ant Farm to Cole? Um, honestly, I I will admit to this. I pirated. I pirated the original. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't suck because the the saying is, if you suck, you're not pirated. Yeah, that's true. Actually, Game of Thrones was the most pirated show like last year. Yep. That uh, that was you know highest rated, but also most torrented. You know, I went to a horror convention as I do every weekend, uh, and I bought a season of Game of Thrones that wasn't out yet. I just couldn't wait, and I don't feel bad about that because I bought the Blu-ray when it came out. But I'll never do that again. I, I almost did that for The Walking Dead. Because it's substandard quality. I want crisp. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I actually was writing. Except for cereal. I like cereal to be soggy. <laughs> I was actually writing on your Facebook page earlier those today. Puns, man. Um, you were asking people whether they would like the advanced copies of your next movie. Uh, what was it? Scienceless Fiction or Holocaust Oh, you Animal? tormented me. I wrote. I don't know. I wrote about uh, Blu-ray would be the preferable oh. format. <laughs> no. One of you wrote magnets. How do they work? Yeah, that was me too. <laughs> you have no idea how bad that was. Uh, David Brocky told me that Gore was paid a huge amount of money to play that uh, festival. I don't want to say the name of it. And he said that he saw the worst in mankind, people eating carnival food for three days. I didn't know what a juggalo was, and then I saw some sort of tiny documentary about them, and there was this underage girl who was drinking and smoking and flashing her breasts for a dollar, and she was pregnant. And it just seemed the worst, you know, the, the, <laughs> the losers yeah, of they're, life. They're the lowest dregs. Yeah. 
Yeah, we just did a whole special on them. Instead of Shark Week, we did an entire Juggalo Week. (laughs) And we just found all these stories that basically show just how horrible they are, like Kid Rock having to prove he didn't have their glass dildo. Yeah, it's... (laughs) They're they're not classy. I'm going to tell you something that's uh, going to get me into a lot of trouble. I just interviewed George Corpse Grinder Fisher from Cannibal Corpse, and I didn't plan to ask him about his band playing at that insane clown posse. Oh, they're they're playing the Juggalo Fest. They did. Oh, and I like Cannibal Corpse. I I think that well, George asked me not to um, post any of the stuff that we talked about regarding that and some other things. I can't talk about the other things, but I wasn't going to post about the insane clown posse because. George looked like his heart was taken out of him. I think someone gave him a stern talking to about how not to conduct himself in a Bill's Above interview. And I was rather proud that Cannibal Corpse is one of the death metal bands that, at least at one time, could live off the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's true anymore. So I don't know if they actually think that the idiots who listen to Insane Clown Posse would like Cannibal Corpse. Maybe if there was a feeling of conformity because they're highly conformist people, the the Juggalos. But someone showed me a YouTube clip of a song and it had the lyrics that you, Scott, spoofed on on my Facebook. Yes. (laughs) Where they're trying to prove the existence of God by saying, magnets, how the fuck do they work? Yeah, and I yeah. thought it was a joke. I thought someone was making fun of the band that it was a fake Insane Clown Posse band. When I found out that that's the band, I realized that if I ever wanted money to just appeal to those people. Exactly. That, that was their religious song, their first religious single. <laughs> I actually saw an interview where they tried to explain all of that by saying miracles are more interesting to people of low intelligence because everything is. Yeah. Because, like, hey, <laughs> if you don't know how something works, it's got to be a miracle, right? Yeah. I, I think ignorance is bliss should be changed to ignorance is bafflement. Bafflement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, Jared, do you have any other uh... – actually, I have one last question for you. I was trying to bring it up earlier. Um uh, Ant Farm Dickhole, uh, I always wish you'd made a sequel to it, but then I heard today – I was looking on your producer page, and I saw that you are making a movie called Dick Shark – Yes. How far along are you with that? Oh, pretty far. Uh, <laughs> unlike Ant Farm Dickhole, I'm actually spending a lot of money on the effects. So uh, there's a silicone and other effects company called smoothon.com, uh, hyphen, smooth hyphen on.com, and it sure is smooth on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I didn't tell them that I was making Dick Shark, I had to contact that tech support with my ideas of how I'm going to make this silicone shark. That's <laughs> dick-sized. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yes, Dick Shark is sort of the same thing with Anform Dickhole. I, I called my distributor, and I asked, look, it's getting harder and harder to get movies into chains. If I make a movie called Dick Shark, will it get into stores or will I just lose all the money that I put into it? And there was laughter because I was on speakerphone and then they didn't answer the question. They just said, that's the best title of the year. And Bill, you have to make this movie. And I wanted to ask, can someone please tell me if I'll make my money back? (laughs) You just need to release it during shark week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I really wanted to put it out this year but unlike Ant Farm Dickhole, I didn't want to speed into this. Uh, you know, and some people are saying Sharknado. I really doubt that people who watch Sharknado are going to watch Dick Shark. Dick Shark lives in its own waters, I uh, think. I've watched Sharknado 1 and 2 and Sharktopus 1 and 2. I'll watch Dick Shark as well. <laughs> yeah, Sharktopus, are... Sharktopus has a sequel. <laughs> it just came out this past Saturday. Yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't a biblical version, Noah's Shark. <laughs> well there has, to, there, there has to be now okay. there is ghost shark too or shark and saw for the redneck shark oh damn straight man 
Land shark. I really want to see Noah's <laughs> shark, though. That would be so good because it's all in water with, like, Noah. Oh, my God. Noah battling Especially, a giant shark. Holy shit. That, that, that's got to be made, man. I actually kind of <laughs> want to cut it out of this uh, episode so nobody, like, steals it if we put it on air. Jesus. <laughs> May I bring something up to you that you, you – it's obvious you don't know about what happened with scienceless fiction. Uh, no, I haven't actually seen that one yet. All right. That, that, that air – that came out, what, uh, this past uh, March? It, it, it didn't officially come out. There's a, a collector's edition that I released ahead of time. And part of the reason I did it ahead of time was not to make it collectible so much as to get reactions. And Was that the uh, uh, 1,000 copies that were signed by you? Well, not all of them are signed, but they're all hand-numbered. Hand-numbered. That yeah. was it, yeah. Yes. So, um, science fiction, without me spending half an hour on it, uh, I wanted to make a movie sort of like Lost Skeleton of Cadavera. Have you ever heard of that one? Yes. It's an amazing movie, but I didn't want to make a black and white spoof on 1950s. I still wanted to have spaceships on strings and sort of make fun of, um, you know, monster costumes from the old days. This but, is the one that you know, dealt with, uh, uh, this is the one that dealt with appropriate action, right? I'm sorry? This is the movie that dealt with appropriate action, or what is that called? Affirmative, affirmative, affirmative action. Affirmative action. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, I know your take on affirmative action. <laughs> what a Freudian you know, one, of, one, of, one of the jokes, I, I hope you know what you're racist, but one of the jokes in the movie is it should have been called affirmative inaction. Did you ever see somebody <laughs> from that no. group work? No. <laughs> oh, God. But that's the point. That's the point. Um, I, I think that anyone can use a racial slur or say a racial joke because hatred is in the tone, not in the word, you know, unless you're reading an email, you you put your own emotion into it. But, um, science fiction started with me just wanting to be silly. And then I was thinking about the rules of science fiction because I don't adhere to any rules of any particular genre or, or class of movie. And in trying to figure out what the hell makes a science fiction movie, a science fiction movie. I was thinking about Star Trek, the original TV series, and they had social messages. And sometimes they went to great lengths to get across a very simple idea. Like, did, did you see the episode where there were two different races or species of, of humanoid alien, and one had black on on left side and white on the right side of his face, and then the the other race looked sort of the same to us, but they had black on the other it side of the flipped. face. Yeah, they I had black that. face! No. <laughs> <laughs> they had black... Well, anyway, so I was thinking Star Trek had social messages, and then I was thinking, what about anti-social messages? And as a joke, I was wondering if I could make fun out of affirmative action. And so it begins with a spaceship that has graffiti on it, and the captain of the spaceship is black, not because he knows what he's doing, but just out of politics, because affirmative action has gone too far. And unfortunately, I have asked friends if that's offensive, but my friends aren't easily offended. I should have really asked the general <laughs> public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so out of touch because I don't think in a conformist way, and I can say vile things because I, I'm not vile when I'm saying or thinking them. You know, I'm, I'm saying things that are hilarity. And I didn't realize that uh, I should have listened to Penn and Teller about how schools have indoctrinated people to have this knee-jerk reaction, very leftist thinking where it seems that people go out of their way to be offended. It's sort of like um, at a party someone smart will say a joke and people who don't find it funny will laugh just to show that they understood it. Oh, that, was, that was charming. You know? So, so now if someone says something in public, people are afraid not to be offended, you know? Exactly, and yeah. I found this out at a horror convention in half an hour, the entire audience cleared out. Oh, and then in Canada, the movie play and that, took maybe five minutes for the audience to clear out yeah i don't really like the and, pc state that we live in now like you said like as soon as like a few people cleared out the rest probably followed because they didn't want to feel like they weren't one of them yeah well what, what shocked me was this was a horror convention this was not a mall crowd this is and most of the people in the audience 
were people who liked my movies. You know, I, I had cultivated this fan base. I, I don't want to say the name of the convention because I don't want the convention to feel like I'm bad-mouthing them. Uh, I mean, it's the movie's actually playing this weekend in Horror Realm in Pittsburgh, but this interview is going to air after the fact. So you can yeah. find out yeah. how many people got shot or, or if the audience stayed till the end in, in that. But, um, you know, the movie really was making fun out of conformity. I, I was criticizing brainwashing. I also was making fun of hate haters because an enlightened person will not punish you for thinking or saying something. An enlightened person will be happy to guide you you know, maybe show you things are not the way you think, but will not force you to think a certain way. You know, so I think the hate haters and the people who just have the knee jerk reactions are able to commit atrocities because they just blindly obey, blindly conform because it's a shortcut to thinking. You know, I actually think about things that I hear and if I'm offended, I just shut up. I, I, I don't cry except I had to bitch slap that guy on YouTube <laughs> for saying Ramachandran was proven wrong. Proven by whom? Your parents? Yeah. <laughs> I heard one time that this is blah blah blah. Yeah. I uh, no, I totally agree with what you were saying. The uh, the the and I cause I've always I've been trying to like I've argued that we live in a very liberal state, which and, and I'm a I'm a progressive liberal individual, but I just get really frustrated by this, uh, I don't know, umbrella of liberalism where people are just like, oh, I have to make sure to go out of my way to try to find a fence in something. Uh, Scott was talking in a recent podcast about somebody who saw Guardians of the Galaxy and he saw Guardians of the Galaxy and they found this, you know, segment where somebody, a guy rescued a female and immediately it became a misogynist movie. Like the whole movie all of a sudden was great because... Because it, like all of a sudden that was a like a bad thing. So yeah, and, I had to bring up like every other movie in the history of yeah. cinema where a guy saves a woman, and are they all suddenly misogynistic pieces of crap because of it? And it is good to like you know you can speak out against something when you see something like that, but, but don't to just, invent yeah, but, it. Yeah, but but just to like to look for it, be like, oh shit, what's going to offend somebody now? What you know what like how yeah. can I be offended? And then also you're really basing like the, going back to what you were talking about with con conformity, you're kind of basing what is offensive based on what the populace is determining as offensive in that moment, and also without actually taking the context into consideration the deliverer the person actually saying it whether or not they mean like you again it's a shortcut to actually thinking you're not using your own brain to be like wait a minute did they actually mean it that way should i actually think that they meant it that way is this and then at the end of the day maybe somebody was really a dick and shouldn't say something and you can smack <laughs> them down for it you know but for the most part i mean j don't just be like oh those words equal like it's not a formula it's not that simple so right and Touching on something you said while also plugging myself, which I do every night. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> plug away. Uh, plug away. You, you, you were talking about how uh, a male rescued a female, but in my Night of the Pumpkin movie, I wanted a woman to defeat the monster of the movie as a woman, not as a man. So she didn't fight like a man. She didn't swear like a man. She didn't walk with a swagger because the feminine spirit uh, – is superior in many ways, strategically, to the male spirit. They can wait. They can make themselves appear weaker to the opponent, and they're steadfast. Uh, but they're also logical. You know, I guess women have this stereotype of being emotional, but the, sometimes the emotion gets a little annoying. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but sometimes, right. sometimes it's intense and. And, and great to to witness or or to you know be the recipient of, but um, I think that when you have Resident Evil type female strong characters who are men, that's more insulting to women than a woman getting rescued. You know, that's my final point. Yeah, ba basically slapping the maleness onto a woman and calling her a woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that I should send you. Science was fiction, and yes, don't be afraid of getting my panties in a bunch. I'm not upside down cross dresser. No, you're... but don't don't be, <laughs> don't be afraid of being honest in your review because when I make a movie, I, I also make it as an experiment. I sometimes have a time limit and I can't do everything that I wanted to do. Sometimes I overlook because I wear all the hats in the production. 
You know, that would that's one of the things that's great about the bigger budget movies because you're on a team and people will correct you. You know, you, you, I often get corrected long after I've submitted it, you know. And that's one of the reasons why early cinema was not called art because it was collaborative, you know. Michelangelo didn't paint with 12 other people. Or right. did he even paint? I think he was a sculptor. I don't know. See, I I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he use the nunchucks? And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to send you science of fiction under the condition that you are unabashed. Oh, Pure, no. you know, don't don't worry about kissing my ass. You know, I've made it, so now I have to answer for it. But the version that you get is 15 minutes longer than the DVD that's coming out, and it's going to be about 30 minutes longer than the Blu-ray that will come out. Because there are just some things that had to be taken out, but uh, almost yeah. no one saw the insults toward Caucasians in the movie. No, almost no one saw that it was a movie about misinformation and people. Just blindly obeying or going on on information without checking. There, there's no source monitoring with people. You know, like the the Ramachandran bit that, that, that I talked about earlier, you know, when he said that humans are the only ones who laugh, someone said, no, he was proven wrong. And the person writing that didn't make sure that he didn't hear it from his grandmother. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that didn't come from science. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that like came the, from his the grandma. Word, so the word "proven" was just tossed around willy nilly, just being like, "Eh, fuck it." If I heard from something, I probably you'd read it like on the back of a sugar packet and be like, "Eh, all right, it's proven wrong now." So, because <laughs> I'll I'll, right. re- I'll regurgitate it, and therefore it goes through the blogosphere and the you know YouTube comments, and therefore it becomes fact. Yeah, if you want to send us along a copy, we'd be uh, more than happy to give an honest review of it. We review once in a while on our show. Um, And trust me, we're not like PC police. We're open-minded, and we love your film, so we'll uh, we'll look at it with a critical and honest eye. Yeah. And don't don't be afraid to insult me, because my movies insult others. I should be insulting myself. But I just (laughs) realized that the uh, source monitoring that people fail to do when they hear a statement might be one of the reasons why they get so riled, because... The people in scienceless fiction saying racial remarks are not winners. They're not respectable characters. They're, they're not like Brad Pitt. You know, they're not like Tom Cruise. They, they are the losers of the movie yeah. saying these things. So you really shouldn't be, um, I guess, afraid of what they have to say. Just like when I make blasphemous movies, if you're a religious person, you shouldn't be threatened by something that I have made. Right, yeah. Yeah, if you're a religious person, maybe you shouldn't be watching Jesus Christ the Real Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The funny thing about that movie is it had nothing to do with Jesus, and Amazon pulled it. Uh, a fan. Wait, Amazon pulled me, this from the store? You can't find Jesus Christ the Real Rapist. Uh, there are some merchants who privately posted up there. But as a title, it, it cannot be sold. My distributor cannot sell it on Amazon.com. Oh. Same thing with Forgive Me for Raping You. But the <laughs> and, and Jesus ra- Christ. Ra- how about Rape is a Circle? Is that on there? <laughs> uh, no, well, that, that movie's out of print. But uh, oh. Catherine's Pain, which is the, I guess, a re-edit of it with color correction, that was available, but that just recently got out of print. God, there's all that it, big it, there were experimental movies. <laughs> What was that? I said there's all that Bigfoot porn on uh, the, the e-books. There's so many Bigfoot porn e-books on Amazon that I can't believe they allow those. They, like, they would take fiction? down anything else. Huh? No, no, it's a market. There's like a hundred Bigfoot porn e-books. Oh, so you could, you could I wonder if you make like Bigfoot rapist or something like that. Or, I think one of them is. Or, or rapey Bigfoot. or Like yeah. your toes in my vagina. Yeah, Stop yeah. it. Yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's fucking uh, huge. Uh, in the movie that I'm working on now, Holocaust Campbell, there's a reference to um, Bigfoot. Because uh, the movie's about Nazis who are losing, and they they hop a plane to Argentina where they plan to live out their days, but lightning hits the plane and they land on an island of savages. So it combines Nazi exploitation with the cannibal genre, but I've never made fun of Nazis before, so I, I guess that's the last group that I have to ridicule. Well, that's probably but, a uh, pretty safe one to ridicule you. I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll probably be doing Not okay really, because I got threatened for making fun of a swastika in my magazine oh, by God. skinheads. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, they don't have a sense of humor. They're more humorless than the, the diehard Christians. But but a German character in the movie, Professor Dum Dum, which is also my radio personality, um, he 
talks about the stupidity of American folklore, and he said Bigfoot um, shouldn't be called Bigfoot because, as everyone knows, uh, you can you, you can gauge the length of a penis by the size of the foot, and that's referring to how the Nazis um, determined who was Aryan. You know, they had almost well, not almost. They had this archaic notion of what what defines uh, good traits in a person. So, of course, they would believe that you know the size of your foot relates to the size of the penis. So, if Bigfoot really existed, he'd be called Big Penis. <laughs> Big, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because that just busted. Big dick. Yeah, just big, big dick. But with the Jesus Christ serial rapist, uh, as I said, when I went on Amazon, there were tons of reviews from Christians whose only review was, I can't believe this title exists. How dare you? And then they gave it a one out of five. I'm sure if there were a zero out of five, they would have given it that. But then there was a batch of people who hated the Christians, and they gave it a five out of five. But the point is, neither side saw the movie. Right, yeah. I yeah. couldn't benefit from <laughs> from that war, but it, then Amazon pulled it. And then um, Christians said, uh, forgive me for raping you. is about child rape. And I was thinking, yeah, that hot, buxom girl next to the priest is a boy. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't have children in my movies. I may be childlike myself, but, you know, age-wise, my movies are not for kids, and they're not about kids. Right. But when I try to defend the title to Amazon, uh, they pretty much said that as long as there's a perception that it's about child uh, rape, then we can't sell it. There is no perception about the fucking Christians are taking things out of context. Fuck Jesus in the ass like I did. <laughs> I'm going to come out with a Jesus blow-up pal, and he's going to have a little dick and a big asshole. <laughs> and he can fuck the holes in his hands, too. Fuck you, Christian. Oh, my God, I love uh, it. Oh, that's beautiful. I hope maybe that's probably, yeah, that was how you reacted. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, and, and by the way, please put my movie back on Amazon. Thank you very much. Yes, period. Yeah, but well, they, have, they have some of my titles. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Uh, you know, Netflix has only one of my movies as an instant watch, and it's the worst movie I've ever done, and I'm not telling you what it is. Okay. <laughs> and plus... Uh, they have it illegally because I didn't have any of the music rights for streaming. It was only for 3,000 DVDs. So oh. I'm at a point where I'm going to contact the bands and the record labels and say, you know, take action because mm -hmm. I've already sent them warning that they're not allowed to post that. But in reality, I'm just embarrassed about the movie. So, <laughs> just want that one take. Like replace it with something else. All right. There's this so, great one. Oh, Jerry's Jesus Christ serial rapist. You'll fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, I even told him I'll give you five of any new movies that people actually like. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the reason for that is I was in a documentary or a mockumentary called Sandman, and that was the movie I was working on at the time. And so people who liked my buffoonish interviews, I, I was. I'm more respectful now than I was back then. But people who liked my personality in Sandman are, are ordering that streaming from Netflix, which kills me. So I can only succeed if I fail at the same time. <laughs> but Netflix has steadfastly ignored all of my modern releases. Uh, I think ever since they toppled Blockbuster, they're not interested in independence. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've been kind of upset about that. They used to have a lot of better uh, independent horror movies, a lot more. Uh, That's what I, don't I used know, to go, things like, I used to really for, go yeah, for. Yeah. yeah, now it just feels like it shriveled all up. I found more uh, like random stuff on you know some of the other random streaming networks. That I mean, I still keep it, but it's uh, I don't. I it's fewer and fewer weird uh gems that i find uh every day and that's honestly how we found you is basically we were using one of those torning sites and we came across your work and that's how we were introduced to you and yeah. i mean since then we've been huge fans yeah, I'm, I'm not actually in this for money uh i have other things that i do for money like crime and um <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's something called a roku box and i think that it comes with i i don't know what it is but i heard that it comes with ant farm dick hole on one of the midnight channels or something like that for free oh, oh nice so yeah i have a friend so a lot of my stuff okay it, i i misspoke roku 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 yeah yeah, yeah roku well, you seem to be modern people. If I may ask you a question, sure, sure. Uh, is DVD and Blu-ray 
phase out. It seems to me that streaming is for people who only care to watch something once, but I watch things repeatedly. Like I, I watch Amadeus almost on a yearly basis. So I, I want to own things. I, I don't want to... Okay. Sometimes I reverse engineer things. You know, I wonder, you know, what the hell happened? I, I must see. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's uh, phased out because people are... But I, I feel like... Um, as the generations go, because I mean, where Scott and I both, you know, came from VHS generation, tape generation, so we're used to like holding on to something and putting it into a player. So, um, but I, I do see a lot of people, even then, when they want to own something, they own the digital version. You can still purchase like the hard cop, not hard, I mean, the, uh, Virtual, oh, I get hard. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the the copy that you can actually download to your machine and keep and watch over and over again versus just like maybe you like the the thing about Netflix is occasionally like there's shit that's they on there and then I'll be like oh time. crap it's not on there anymore like they'll give me the warning on my queue like these 15 great movies you like on your queue are no longer gonna be if I really so. really want to rewatch something I go Blu-ray first and if yep. it's not on Blu-ray I just buy it on DVD it's whichever I, I start with the highest quality and work my way down based on avail- yeah. availability and a lot of times I mean I. I have purchased like digital copies, but I still prefer to have like a hard copy. I don't uh, own any yeah. digital copies of anything except for Cabin in the Woods. Well, if you buy the di- like Blu-ray, <laughs> the a lot only. of times it comes with like a free digital download anyway. Yeah, so, that's the only yeah. one I have though because of that because yeah. it's free. But right. they take up hard drive space, so I don't um, have a lot of those. Well, while we're on the on the the topic of just uh, some random questions, we got some random <laughs> questions for you, man. We got sure. we're we're gonna go into this ten sec uh, ten question segment here, which is uh, something we just started recently, and we're gonna try it out with you. We're just gonna kind of fire through. Ten random questions we came up with mostly just today, uh, right before the interview. <laughs> like an and, hour ago. Yeah. Not like my radio show. <laughs> yeah, perfect, yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Uh, we, we're, we're just going to you know fire up some questions. Some of them are ones we actually are pretty uh, honestly curious about, and some were just like uh, you know mental diarrhea. So um, I'm going to start off with this first one here. Uh, if you could have sex with one cartoon character, living or dead, which one would it be? Nigger. All right. No, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell because uh, I'm, I'm about appropriately sized for that. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, number two. If you could write a Snapple Cap fact, what would yours be? I'm assuming that Snapple Cap facts are some trivia on the top of... Uh, of a very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. of a on generic Snapple. Caps, Snapple yeah. Sort of like a Chinese Did uh, you know? fortune cookie. Fortune yeah. cookie. Yeah, yes. pretty, pretty close to that, yeah. Okay, uh, apes cannot... No sign language because they don't understand syntax. So kill monkey and monkey kill are the same to a monkey. So fuck you, those of you who believe that you can sign language with a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um, all right. Uh, who's who's your favorite Ghostbuster? Can I say the girl who was Bill Murray's uh, love interest, Sigourney Weaver? I, that works for us. Yeah, absolutely. sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, but, but I like Bill Murray. If if we're stuck only to an actual Ghostbuster, Bill Murray. Bill okay. Murray. All, All right. right, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you love metal. Who's your favorite female pop singer? <laughs> I don't know the names, but um, the I Tata sure Twins. The Tata Twins. Yeah. All right. I like well, absolutely mesmerizing voices. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, you're up. All right. Um. What's the strangest place you've ever urinated? Uh, my self. Oh, like on, like on. Uh, oh, no, yes, you. Can, can I tell you? Can is, I explain is, is that, that a selfie? I, I wasn't sure if that was the. <laughs> yeah, was that the answer, or were you saying yourself? Like you're saying you've urinated on yourself. Um. Well, I'm not sure whether to tell you. Uh, all right, I'll try to be as quick as I can. Okay. Like I am in sex. Um. <clears throat> With Tinkerbell. Yeah, let, let me grip the sheets here. Uh, I was at a party, and I could not bear to wait online for the one bathroom in the apartment, so I decided, I'm a man, on my way to the car, I will find a tree and make pee-pee. There was no tree. Or there was no tree that didn't have this blinding light underneath it for everyone to look at my steaming urine as I peed out of my small pee-pee. So I got into the car, and I thought, it's just a 10-minute highway ride to my house. I'm stronger than this. Mind <laughs> over bladder, I can hold it in. On the highway, I could not hold it in. And I remember this television show about truckers who urinate into bottles. So 
So I had an empty Poland spring bottle. And although I keep making fun of the size of my penis, I have to do that because I make fun of everybody else and I want to show that you can say anything about me. So I'm going to say that my, my penis is tiny. But it's bigger than the opening of a Poland spring bottle. And it was a really weird sensation to have my penis out of my pants while driving on, on the highway. But I didn't have to stick my dick inside the bottle. I just had to do the mouth to mouth. By the way, if I ever am unconscious, I want ass to mouth resuscitation. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I started peeing into this bottle. And I must say, it's strange at first, but it's something that I would really like to do again. I keep meaning to do that, but not while driving because I hit a bump and then my penis became this runaway garden hose. I peed all over the, the dashboard on my face. It's a good thing my mouth wasn't open. Uh, my cum shots did not have the strength of this flow. It was a passionate stream and I breathed it daily. And everyone I tell the story to will never be in my car again. That's great. So I peed on myself in my car. All right. Wow. That's very honest. That's very uh, honest. Bill. This one might be simpler. Um, number, <laughs> n- number six, what's the name of your favorite stuffed animal from when you were a kid? Inky. Inky? No, I didn't like him. I liked Nisha. Nisha? Nisha? Right. Yeah. Nisha's a he was right. Red Fox. He wasn't Russian. He was from Czech Republic. <laughs> nice. Back, backstory. All right. <laughs> That's uh, it. Number seven. Number and it s- had three functional orifices. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Man, right. you, you got all the the good the good animal stuffed animals as a kid. Um, uh, Coke or Coke? Can I say neither? All right. Fair enough. Fair Pe- enough. Pepsi Man. Pepsi Man, right there. No, I, I don't drink soda. <laughs> right. Oh, that's cool. Neither do I, actually. Yeah, it's a sel- I'm a seltzer man. Seltzer. Uh, Once you go seltzer, you go nowhere else, sir. Ooh. <laughs> I think if seltzer had the money to have an advertising campaign, because if anybody drank it, other you know, than the old you know, Schweppes listens it. to our show weekly. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Schweppes, yeah. Johnny Schweppes loves our show. All right, number eight. What's the best way to murder a Muppet? It's a good thing you asked that because I'm actually working on Nightmare on El- Elmo's Street. Oh, wow. I would, say, I would say fire. You're right. Felt probably goes up pretty fucking it fast. It goes up fast. We we had fire here. You All know, right. cloth-based uh, life forms, you know, I, I had this idea of a scene in which a Muppet gets shot and it's presumed dead, but then as characters in the foreground are talking it sort of sits up like a michael myers <laughs> nice <laughs> nice all right oh. um this next one's actually pretty specific to uh to your craft here uh and it's actually probably the most serious one we'll ask you uh if you could have any movie star for your next movie who would it be hmm and aim high. I mean, yeah, we're talking, I mean, carte blanche and just throw money at something. Like you've got naked pictures of them and they don't want them coming out. And Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an interesting question because almost every girl in my movie has a kissing scene with me. So uh, hmm. let's see. So, so, you're, so you're thinking Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Larry David. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah that, that nut-to-nut scene you got with Larry David is fucking hot, man. We're just rubbing balls together. It's fucking sexy, yeah. You know, uh, I resonate with, with Kirby enthusiasm. I just love a guy who's, who's just a magnet for misfortune because that's me. <laughs> You know, oh, so. I, I actually feel the same way. A lot of people are like, I can't stand that guy. And I'm like, I fucking feel like for him and like half the shit that he's like goes through. I'm like, oh, my God, I totally side with that guy. And other people don't really, you know, they give me shit. So no, when, when Kirby Enthusiasm comes on, I, I own everything on DVD. Uh, is there a ninth season in the works? Uh, I don't have cable, so I, I have to buy TV shows. He's he's season. no, he's he's on that uh, hiatus where like he, that he goes on. He like at the end of every season, he's like, oh, I fucking hate this. I don't want to do it ever again. <laughs> and then and then apparently like oh, HBO just gives him an open door. Like, all right, Larry, when you feel like coming back, just do it. So 
They expect him to do another one. He didn't like stop. He's just it takes a couple years sometimes, a few years between between seasons. It's just such a good feeling watching an episode. It could be anywhere in the story, anywhere in the season, and it, it's it's great. It's great to watch. I know, it's very great. relaxing. All right, uh, we have uh, our last question. Number sure. number ten in seven words or less. Explain magnets. <laughs> <laughs> Insane clown posse attracts douchebag. Ooh, I have two, two words left. Douchebag. Bill sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that works. All uh, right. That's yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well thank we, you very much. You got for, me. Uh, <laughs> you. I know we got those gotcha questions, man. Yeah. We got them. Hard hitting yeah. news. We actually we actually changed that one during our interview to that question. But, yeah, I uh, forgot what was it before. How do you explain Nazis in seven words? Oh yeah, because we were gonna harken back to that. So if you want to answer that one too in seven words or less, explain Nazis because we were gonna go back to one of your you know your movies. So. <laughs> uh, you know I, I really can't. Yeah. I, I thought that the I thought that the SS had great uniforms, but when I was working on Holocaust Cannibal and thinking, you know, I need at least one officer to have that black, cool-looking uniform, it seems to me that whenever you see a black SS uniform, like on the fir- first series of Star Trek, Captain Kirk was in a, <laughs> oh, a yeah. Nazi outfit. Yeah, honestly. Uh, I think they're stylized. Uh, and I was going to order this... <sighs> What is it called? Replica? Because I didn't actually want to own real Nazi stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not that I'm superstitious, you know, that things have any... It's just that because of my humor, I don't want to be mistaken for someone who actually sympathizes or whatever. Uh, so I ended up uh, changing an American Army <laughs> uniform into a black SS uniform. You saw the trailer for Holocaust Cannibal. I did. That's I actually watched that uniform. That's an American... Yeah, that's an American Army uh, uniform that was altered. <laughs> Somehow that and, feels uh, that feels worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, when, when I went to a Salvation Army store uh, and I was asking about Nazi outfits, um, I don't know what any of the markings or patches are, and I think that the only people who would know are the kind of people who would be angry watching Holocaust Cannibal, just like the skinheads mm-hmm. who made. Uh, threats against me for not respecting the swastika. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you do know that America was enemies with Germany? <laughs> do, do you realize that? Yeah. I think <laughs> you Germany okay. declared war. Uh, you're American, so you would have been shot in the asshole right. if they had won. <laughs> right. So, but, you know, I'm yeah. Slavic. That's my background. And, you know, if the Nazis won, I would be of the slave race, as they refer to us. So... You know, it's fun to make jokes. You did something great with the magnet question, by the way. To ask your interviewee something that angers him. <laughs> I couldn't think. I was completely lost. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm just pressure. Yeah, well. So you, you, you used my my own weaponry against me. Oh, man, that's what we do here. We're, we're really, see, this is fucking high-class journalism right here. Like, the, the gotcha <laughs> questions, man. We gotcha. Um, so yeah. this, will, this will probably be the last time that you ever want to talk to me after seeing science fiction. You'll just write me off. <laughs> I'm thinking we need to have no, you back I, after. Yeah, yeah. We might uh, we might just want to have a, like a discussion immediately after, just to, to like to get it all candid right out of the way. So. <laughs> oh, you should you should. That's what you should do. You should get your recording equipment ready, and just as soon as the credits roll, start talking about it. Yeah, yeah. To record I think so. for your podcast. Yeah, or, or we could we should uh, we should watch it together and like and stream the whole thing as a commentary. That's what we'll do. Yeah, we could do the commentary track. Like, for like it. you know, like those reaction oh. videos. Yeah. Actually, uh, are you familiar with the band Mortician? No. Or Malignancy? Well, uh, Roger from Mortician and Danny, the singer of Malignancy, uh, were hanging out, and one thing you need to know about my friends is that they hate my movies. <laughs> so if you ever meet someone who says, I know Bill, and then praises me, that person doesn't know me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my friends cannot watch my movies. And for some reason, I force them to watch something. 
and they were making fun of my movies so much that I couldn't breathe anymore. I was laughing, you know, because they, they're very smart. And when very smart people are just making comments, you know, without any malice, um, I thought I never had a commentary because I don't take myself that seriously. Oh, when I was shooting this, I had an ice cube in my asshole. Um, <laughs> but every uh, scene, what do you know? <laughs> so I, I really want them to do a commentary. If I ever have a director's commentary, it has to be them just completely ridiculing my movie because uh, I've never laughed that hard in my entire life. That would nice. be really clever. That'd be nice to like have the, the commentary, but you're just like, I don't want to be a part of it and just let your friends do it. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. You right? know what you should do? Actually watch the movie and record your commentary because who knows, it might appear in a future release. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Don't don't be afraid to insult me. Oh, I know you're going to anyway. You don't have to just do it in private. Okay, okay. We've been ass kissing for an hour now, so I mean, we need to insult you now. We need to balance this out. We're gonna go nuts. All right. Well, uh, I guess is that it? Yeah, that 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 was great. That was plenty, man. That was uh, that was a great uh, great time, great interviewing. Thanks for taking your time out to do it. I know uh, you. Like you said, you're busy, and we're taking away from good movie watching time. So we appreciate it. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm actually uh, writing and editing. You know, as soon as I get done with you and buy my six pack, I'm I'm doing that, and then I have my radio show tonight. Awesome, man! Um, busy, busy. But I tried really hard not to be fragmented. I don't have attention deficit disorder. <laughs> <It's just that laughs> I'm gonna edit this. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna edit this so it sounds like you have like you're fucking all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, yeah, and I got something up my ass, and then Larry David, blah, and then like, and the whole interview is that. <laughs> yeah, I have, a but I don't have ADD. I, I have ADND, and also Tourette's. All right. I actually want to make a joke. Like I have Tourette's. What the hell? Carpal Tourette syndrome, where I just. <laughs> My hand just keeps doing the middle finger. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Oh, nice way to cap that off. All right. Uh, well, all right. On, on that note, Bill, thank you very much for talking to us at Lost at Home Podcast. Really appreciate your time. We'll sit down and commentary the shit out of your movie and uh, awesome. let you know how that goes. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for being on. Uh, to all our listeners, that was Bill Zabub, and you should check out his films. Uh, what's your next one coming up? Uh Whoa! Science Fiction comes out in November, and Holocaust Cannibal comes out in December. All right. There we go. Look Check for those. All right. Thank you very much. Toodle. All right. I want to say thanks again to Bill Zabub for doing that interview with us. Um, I also want to point everybody to go to Indiegogo.com and check out Holocaust Cannibal Limited Edition DVD campaign. Uh, it started not too long ago, and it's due to close on uh, October 5th at 11.59. So you have some uh, time to go over there and throw a few bucks at that campaign and uh, get yourself some good stuff. Uh, it looks pretty awesome, so check it out, Indiegogo.com, Holocaust Cannibal Limited Edition DVD. Uh, also, Billzebub wants people to know that he's not a duck, but he's down to fuck. So, he's not a duck, but he's down to fuck. There you go. Uh, thanks again to everybody. Scott, get well soon, buddy. Uh, we're, we're all thinking of you. Um, looking forward to next week. 